everyone. My name's Ellen. And my name's Andy, and we're so pleased that you're joining us for this week's online service. Great to have you here with us at CBC Online. We're so thrilled that so many of you are joining with us week by week. We are in the second week of our Words of Hope series. I know many of you have been joining in with Words of Hope, a reading plan each day, a reading and a little video reflection on a particular word of the week. And then our Sunday teaching focused around that word. Last week it was fulfillment. And this week we're thinking about kingdom. And our hope and prayer is that as we read God's word together day by day, and as we listen to some teaching on Sundays, there's a sense of family as we journey together. Some people are in the building today, gathering in that way. Many, many more of us are meeting online here at CBC Online. And we're praying that wherever we are today, this connects us together as we journey through God's word together. The central idea of Jesus' ministry is that of the kingdom. He talks about the kingdom more than he mentions words like gospel or the cross. Jesus talks about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven 126 times across the four gospels. If we allow for duplicate sayings, there are 75 separate sayings about the kingdom that Jesus uses. The kingdom can be entered. A person may be in the kingdom or near the kingdom or far from the kingdom. When we encounter the kingdom, it can be desired and possessed. There are many parables that Jesus uses to explain the kingdom, its mysterious growth or its surprising discovery which makes someone sell all that they have so that they can possess it. Jesus opens his ministry by announcing that the kingdom of God is at hand. But what does that mean? So Andy's shown us that the kingdom of God was absolutely central to Jesus' teaching and ministry. If Jesus had been on mastermind, this would have been his specialist subject. Andy, if you were a mastermind contestant, what would your specialist subject be? Um, currently, fantasy football. Season's okay. just started, not a great start, but I think I know quite a lot about how it all works and what okay. I should be doing. Fantasy football. Fantasy it's football. quite niche. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, you? Um, mine's quite niche. It would probably be... Uh, the perfect chocolate brownie. Brilliant. I'm really happy to help taste any if you need anyone to check. Thanks, Andy. Anytime. So the kingdom of God was Jesus' specialist subject. It was what he was all about. He lived it and he breathed it. All that he did and taught and said was in, was in the context of wanting people to know and understand about the, the kingdom of God, to see it and to experience it. And a key verse when we're thinking about the kingdom is Mark 1, chapter 15. If you've got a Bible, you might want to look that up. Mark 1, 15, the time has come, Jesus said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. If you wanted a one-sentence summary of the heart of Jesus' message, you'd be hard-pushed to find anything better than Mark 1, 15. Some translations say the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near or at hand. And the kingdom of God is never far from Jesus' lips. And I just want to mention two things about this kingdom, about what Jesus means when he says the kingdom of God is near. And the first thing to say is that the kingdom of God is about Jesus' rule and reign. It's about his rule and reign. What is a kingdom? A kingdom is someone's sphere of control. It's where they rule. It's where they shape something and bring their values to bear. I wonder if you've got anywhere that you would describe as your kingdom. Maybe you're the sort of person who's got a really nice, flashy car, and that's your little kingdom. 
the seat is set exactly as you like it, the radio stations are tuned exactly preset for what you want to listen to, the mirror is angled exactly for you, and if someone gets in and changes buttons that was really irritating for you, your car is your kingdom. Maybe it's your shed, perhaps. Maybe it's your kitchen, like me. My kitchen is my kingdom. I know where everything is. It's got my stamp on it. It's got my values on it. A kingdom is someone's sphere of control. It's where they have control and where they rule. And so the kingdom of God really just means where God's rule and reign is made known. Anywhere that it's made known, where his authority is brought to bear. And so that means it's not just the church, it's not just heaven, it's anywhere where God's values are expressed, where his rule is made known. Sarah Price on Monday in her word for the day talked about Jesus not just announcing the kingdom, but announcing himself as the king. But of course our king is not a king like our queen is our queen. However brilliant a ruler you may think she is, ultimately her power is limited. And one day she won't rule anymore. Jesus' power is unlimited and his kingdom is eternal. When Jesus speaks of the kingdom, he wasn't thinking about a locality, but about a place of authority. And the second thing to say is that Jesus taught, but also demonstrated mm. the reality of the kingdom. He didn't just teach about it. He said it's here, right here, right now through word and works, through teaching and demonstration, both and. The Gospels are full of his miracles, his provision, his healings, miraculous provision of food, raising people from the dead. Wherever Jesus went, he taught about and demonstrated the kingdom. He backed up all that he said with demonstration. He practiced what he preached. But of course, Jesus did that in the context of a world where there was still suffering and pain. Jesus coming and saying the kingdom of God was near didn't suddenly bring God's perfect rule overnight. So as we think about the kingdom, we think about the now and the not yet of God's kingdom. We think about the present reality of God's kingdom. We also think about the future fulfilment of God's kingdom. It's worth just taking a moment to think about what this word kingdom would have meant for a first century citizen. The word kingdom could have been threatening for the Roman authorities and hope bringing to the Jewish hearers who wanted their physical kingdom restored and were hoping for spiritual renewal as well. But the kingdom didn't come as many expected. The Romans were not overthrown and no horse riding military leader arrived. Jesus brought the kingdom in his own way through demonstration and teaching. It came, but not in all its fullness. And that's the case in our world today. God's kingdom is here. It's in our midst as believers. It's within us. It's among us. But as we look around our world, we see that it is still broken, that it is hurting, that God's kingdom is not yet here in all its fullness. To help us think about this idea, let me show you a little illustration. Okay, we have two hoops here. The hoop to my left represents the current age that we live in. We recognise that God made the world and he made it good. People were in relationship with God, enjoying God. But because of the decisions, the choices of humanity, brokenness entered the world. Sin entered the world. Suffering entered the world. Confusion 
entered the world. And this was the first century world that the Jewish people were experiencing. And they hoped for the age to come when God's kingdom promised many times in the Old Testament, a kingdom greater than David's kingdom, a kingdom that would come where there'd be no pain and no suffering, where people would enjoy relationship with God face to face. There would be no confusion. There'd be no disappointment. That's what they were looking forward to, but they were living in this age. And as we look around our world, we see pain and we see suffering. We see a world similar to that that first century Jewish people would have seen. And we look forward to God's kingdom coming in all its fullness. But Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. That it's in our midst, that it is among us. And when Jesus came and declared that the kingdom of God has come, that the kingdom of God is at hand, it's like the kingdom of the age to come was invading the kingdom of our broken world. The now and not yet of the kingdom. The present reality of the kingdom, but not the full fulfilment of the kingdom. And that's what we experience in our world today. There's signs of God's kingdom. We can enjoy friendship with God. We can know forgiveness. We can see signs of God's justice, of his peace, of his comfort. Maybe this week on Tuesday when you saw further announcements, your heart sunk and we see our world is still a broken world. And yet there's signs, there's evidence of God's kingdom breaking in as we can know his peace, as we can know his help, as we can know the king himself, Jesus. We're talking about the kingdom of the now and the not yet, the kingdom of the present and the kingdom that is still yet fully to come. Thanks, Andy. That's such a helpful illustration to help us to kind of live with the tension we feel with the now and the not yet of the kingdom, that God is here and at work and the kingdom that still is to come. And what we want to do now as we uh, come to a close is to bring a couple of so what points. What does this mean? It's great hearing about the kingdom. What does it mean for us going into this week, some of this teaching? And just a couple of application points for us. And the first thing is to say that we are also to be people who demonstrate the kingdom of God like Jesus did. Not just to talk about it and teach it, but to be demonstrators of the kingdom. We could do with a bit more challenge in that area, probably, if we're honest, to do more of the stuff that we love to read about and learn about from Jesus. John Wimber, the American pastor who founded the, the Vineyard Movement, said this, It bothers me that so much of the Church of Jesus Christ today is so ineffectual in doing the deeds of Jesus. It bothers me that we're so preoccupied with the word that we forgot the works. It bothers me that we are such good students, we forgot to graduate and go out and begin doing the things that we've been studying about. And I just find that hugely challenging. Have I been such a good student of the word, of what Jesus did, that I've forgotten to graduate? and do what he did and follow in his ways as a disciple. I find that personally challenging. If I want to be a bringer of the kingdom, I need to demonstrate it. If part of Jesus' ministry was healing the sick, praying for the poor, the compassion, compassion for the broken and the lost, then surely that should characterise our ministry as well. Just last week, I bumped into somebody um, out and about in town, a school mum from school who started sharing some of her difficulties and all I did in that moment was to listen and try and understand and offer to pray. 
And it feels like such a small thing, but actually in that moment, I'm a bringer of the kingdom of God as I bring his values, his love, his rule, his reign, his peace to bear in a situation. And we see this so much in the current coronavirus pandemic, churches, Christians all over the place, standing up and being counted, demonstrating the kingdom of God, reaching out, showing compassion and care in their communities, bringing God's rule and his reign. Luke chapter 17 and verse 21 says, Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. In your midst, did you hear that? The kingdom of God is in your midst, sometimes translated as among you or within you. And that phrase is an active phrase. It doesn't just tell you where the kingdom of God is. It says it's within your grasp. That's another good translation. It confronts us with a decision. We've got to do something with this kingdom of God as part of our discipleship. God's sovereign plan is to put the world to rights and he calls us to be an active part in seeing that come about. So as we reach out with love to a neighbour this week, we are bringers of the kingdom. As we offer to pray for someone in need or for some healing, we demonstrate the kingdom. As we share our own faith story, bringing hope and peace to someone's lives, we are bringing the rule and reign of Jesus to bear. So application one, like Jesus, we are called to demonstrate the kingdom with our words and with our works. Application number two for us to think about is that we have a kingdom mindset. Looking at the teaching of Jesus about the kingdom of God affects how we view our world. We have a kingdom mindset and that reminds us to pray. We recognise that we still live in a world of pain and suffering and confusion and disappointment and maybe isolation as well but we remember that God's kingdom is present that it's breaking in and Jesus taught his disciples to pray Lord your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven and so with a kingdom mindset we are called to pray for God's kingdom to come for God's kingdom to come in our healthcare service for God's kingship to be known in government, for God's kingdom to come in our families, in our schools, on our front lines, for God's kingdom to come in our hearts. We can pray, Lord, your kingdom come, set people free from pain and suffering and isolation and broken relationships. Lord, your kingdom come, that people would no longer live in poverty or be disadvantaged. Your kingdom come, that we might see signs of your justice breaking into our world. A kingdom mindset teaches us to pray, your kingdom come. And a kingdom mindset also gives us hope for the future. For we know the kingdom is here, but actually it's not here in all its fullness, that this is not it. As we heard last week when we thought about our word fulfilled, God's kingdom has been fulfilled in that Jesus has come, but it hasn't been consummated or brought to completion. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. For first century believers, they knew what trouble, what hardship was, and much of it was actually brought on by their commitment to following Jesus and his teaching. Currently, 
we know many troubles in our world, don't we? But in the scheme of the glory and wonder and enjoyment of dwelling with our God, the King, forever, we can hear Paul's words that these troubles in comparison are light and momentary. We look forward to the coming of God's kingdom and we have hope as people with a kingdom mindset. Being reminded of God's kingdom today, this word that helps us understand the New Testament in a clear and helpful way, challenges us to be people that also walk in the steps of Jesus, demonstrating his kingdom with our words and with our works. It affects our mindset. It reminds us to pray your kingdom come and it gives us hope for the future that this is not it, that one day God's kingdom will come in all its fullness. Brilliant. We hope that you've enjoyed and engaged with this teaching. We would love to pray for you as we close and pray about this kingdom, uh, that it would impact our hearts and our minds as we go into our week. So let's pray together. And as we pray, just really conscious of those of you listening and watching for whom the tension of the now and not yet of the kingdom is so real. The struggle, the uncertainty, the fear, worrying about the future. And we want to pray God's blessing and his kingdom rule and reign and peace and grace into your life today. Lord Jesus the King, would you come and touch your people? Would you lift our eyes to you? Lord, would you give us a kingdom mindset today that lifts our eyes from our momentary troubles and focuses on you? And Lord Jesus, we pray that you would help us to be not just uh, people who speak about the kingdom, but through our word and our works are demonstrators of the kingdom as well. Thank you for this word of hope and we pray it would give us hope as we go into our week. Amen. 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 Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray God's blessing on you. We pray a touch from the King for you this week.